what it is how's it going everybody today we're going to be talking about invincible the new amazon prime animated superhero show we're going to talk about all of the the just disgusting blood and gore and viscera going on and this disgusting budget they put on this cast because it has to be there's no way y'all got jk simmons steven yoon like all these people it's gonna be crazy so sit back relax hopefully you've already grabbed your snacks and enjoy the first ones to die you are now listening to the first ones to die the first ones to die Hello everyone, welcome to the first ones to die. We are here today. We hope you're having a great day. We hope you're loving life. We hope everything is good in the hood. Anyway, how are y'all doing today? <laughs> doing I've been going with these, like, I've been trying, the last few episodes, I've been trying to go for these, like, inspirational, like, motivational kind of things, but they always... They always fall flat, and they all. I, I'm always like, they should have stayed in drafts. You, but you know, you know I try. You're, you're I try to spread the positivity. You're trying, and that's the most important thing. You can always say you tried. May not have gone the way you thought it would, but you know, you tried. <laughs> and I've been good. It's felt. It's felt like a weird week because it's been. It went by fast, but it's also been very busy for me. So it's just been weird time. How are you guys doing? Weird time. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm good. You know, I worked out a couple of days ago, so I'm still a little sore. But I feel good, though. You know, I feel strong. <laughs> I guess it's gonna take a minute to you know get be more consistent, but uh, I'm willing to try. You know, I feel like it's it's now's a, as good a time as any to get healthy. You know, that's true. Exactly. I feel like that could be said for this year and last year. Stay healthy. What about you, Jonathan? How are you doing in sunny California? I'm doing good. It's been hot, which I have liked very much. Uh, yesterday, I went to a vegan, like outdoor uh, truck stop area. Not truck stop, but it was. They had like a whole bunch of vegan food trucks. Gross. It was very good. Yes. <laughs> Did well, you say gross? A little bit. Just when we come down to visit. Don't be taking me to vegan places. All right. <laughs> only meat let's, only, okay? Yeah, let's put a Here's here's the thing. Whenever you say, Jonathan, how are you doing in Southern California? I expect Jonathan to be like, well, Alex, the weather is actually fantastic. Let me tell you. And then you just pull out a random chart like behind that white wall you've got back there <laughs> with just weather <laughs> on there and clouds. You I better watch should, out. Yeah. Next week, I might do that. Al Roker, I'm coming for you. You just suddenly turn and slam and post like the sunny sky or cloudy. Be like, this is the weather now. And now, let's take a look out your window. All right. There's a YouTube channel I used to follow. They did a prank like that where they did, they called it the weather elevator, where people would get on an elevator at this random building they chose that they like rented out and uh, they would just be in the elevator. Like uh, one of them would be in the elevator, like in a suit. And he's like, how you doing? So uh, if you check today's forecast and then he set up a little like weather chart <laughs> on the elevator, just pull down and people would be like, whoa, what was happening? And they'd get like a nice, like, you know, comedy bit on their way down to their floor. 
I'm sure there's some people that literally just missed their floor just to see how long he could keep it going. <laughs> Elevator price can be fun, although in reference to our Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel episode, sometimes elevators cannot be so fun. So and you got to be weary. I'm still willing to try the demon elevator. Hey, and when you guys come down to LA, I was thinking today, hey, maybe we could we could take a, a Listen, little tour to the Cecil Hotel. Listen, if you want to go get shanked and go into the Cecil Hotel, that's on you. But I'm Why am I getting shanked? Because that's what happens <laughs> at the Cecil Hotel. We already established this in the episode. If you want to know what we're talking about, One person go on over to shanked. Spotify and download the Netflix finishing <laughs> Cecil Hotel review. That's my plug for today, and that's how I'm doing it. One nice tie-in, too, and only one person got shanked. And it's closed anyway, so we'd have to like break in or something. That's right. That is not a problem. And that's okay, Alex, because they need to break their record. This time, you and Jonathan will both get shanked, and then they could say that we have a record of now two people getting shanked at the same time at the Cecil Hotel. First of all, legal purposes, this is a joke. Uh, (laughs) It'll be easy to break in. Secondly... Why is Jonathan getting shanked? I don't feel like Jonathan would come in with me. Because you two are cool enough to go in there knowing full well that this hotel is from Satan himself and is definitely not for the the will of man. Okay, full disclosure, I wouldn't actually go into it. I'd I'd maybe take a picture outside of it, but I wouldn't go into it. (laughs) That devil hotel needs to be shut down. I'll bring Tara then. I feel like Tara would go with me. She'd complain about the devil too, but she'd come with. Uh, so what are we talking about today, guys? Yeah, we're not here to talk today. about Cecil Hotel, though. That's a different review. Or Demons today we're here or anything to talk like about that. Today we're talking about Invincible. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's the animated series that just dropped its final episode of season one um, on Amazon Prime Video. It is about... Um, it's a, an adult animated series based on the Skybound slash Image comic about a teenager whose father is the most powerful superhero on the planet. And uh, it's based on the comic books by Robert Kirkman, who is famously the creator of the Walking Dead series. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we will talk about in this episode, there are a lot of Walking Dead people who are in this show as well. So it shows if you didn't know that he was the creator of The Walking Dead, then you probably got a, a clue based on how many have Walking you, Dead cameos Have either of you heard of this comic before watching Never. the show? Um, I've seen it at Comic-Con, because uh, me and my sister every year we would go and get The Walking Dead, and, you know, his other books are with there, but I never paid any attention to it ever. Hmm. So, not really. I only recently, like, dived into the comic i've only read a little bit like of like the first major arc which most of this season kind of wraps up but they include some other things that happen later um so i was not like until i like uh because i had heard about the show being made also apparently there's also the rights have also been bought to make a live action version of invincible 2 so i don't know how that's gonna work <laughs> like competing with itself with this yeah. animated show um but is uh, it gonna be like the same production company and everything? i don't like- know uh i know it's gonna be a movie it's not gonna be a show um but uh i just yeah that's that's weird to me but um i remember yeah i like read like the first bit the first big arc of the book and then 
then I was like, then I think like a week later, the trailer for the show came out and I was like, all right, now I have some context. Like I'm more excited for this. Like I'm ready. So. Nice. Well, I'm ready to dive into our review of the show because I have some, some words about the show. <laughs> um, fair warning. They're, they're mostly positive words, not, not negative. Um, but uh, how we do our reviews is we first, if this is your first time joining us, we first talk about our, our overall thoughts of the show or movie or whatever we're watching. And uh, it'll, it's not spoilers in that first section. And then we'll give you a warning. We'll go into our spoiler section and deep dive every single aspect of the show. Uh, do you so ever first, think that like our initial listeners who do listen to us week to week, do they get tired of hearing us give like <laughs> this explanation? If I don't get tired of people saying, hey, if you're new to our channel, like and subscribe <laughs> and go ahead and give us a, 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 a five star review on iTunes. Just just cut. Well, actually, I do get tired of that. Yeah, so I, I do. Because I was like, I was like, I, I had told them earlier, I was watching um, Watch Mojo. And, like, right before they always do number one, they're like, hey, do you like this list? We have all these other lists. Go click. And I'm just like, tell me number one. I want to know what the most gruesome death in Saw was. Come on. Like, I'm watching this for a I've seen that list. I watched that one. Yeah, that's what started my Saw marathon at 10 Did in the you get annoyed today. at the end before they gave you number I, one? I don't a little bit because I had to pee and then it's like, just won't shut up. It's just like, I don't I get just annoyed as much as it's just, I just don't. Like it, at this point, I feel like it's par for the course. Like it's part of the experience. It's just at some point they're going to be like, like, comment, and subscribe, and don't be afraid to hit that notification bell. Speaking of which, for first ones to die and more content Do that that. We have here on YouTube, please <laughs> don't forget to like, favorite, and subscribe. <laughs> and also, if you follow us on all of our audio platforms, don't forget to follow us and download the episodes. <laughs> Oh, you boys. Okay. <laughs> Going back. It's a right, long time to get that bit started, all right? I'll have you know I, had, I would like some appreciation. That took a lot of work. No, no appreciation for you. We don't Alex. do that here. Um, my, what did you think of the show? I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, honestly. Because uh, I'm getting tired of the whole superhero thing. I didn't also know Steven Yen was in this, so when I heard his voice, I was like, oh, okay, I like it a little bit more, even. Um, it just, it was just better than I had expected it to be, so I don't know if that's, like, because my bar was low, and it was much higher, that it took me by surprise, or what. Um, I really enjoyed the characters, I really liked Steven Yen's character, Mark, Mark, I'm sorry, Mark Grayson. Um, it's interesting the way they put the whole the kid inheriting the superpower and like while someone he's like 17 it comes about um it kind of reminded me of sky high there for a little bit when he gets surprised by the disney channel original movie yeah (laughs) no was that a disney channel original I think so. It wasn't a Disney Channel original, but it was a Disney. It was Disney. Movie, yes. Uh, it gave me that vibe at the beginning when he like figured out his powers, and then it was like, oh no, it was. It's nothing like Sky High, but <laughs> very vastly different. But I still enjoyed it. Nice. How about you, Jerome? Oh, this show was fantastic. I love it. Um, I think it's 
it's first of all it is it does the comic justice i feel like um you know i like granted i say i love it but that comes with a little bit of a grain of salt because and i'll explain it more in the spoilers but there's something that happens in this show that in the book i think they do a lot better and it's handled quicker and this show drags it out for so long that I'm just that it 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 felt a little slow to me in the middle of the show. Um, that being said, though, overall I think it's a fantastic show. I love all of the cast. I think Sandra Oh is fantastic as uh, Mark's mom, as Debbie Grayson, um, J.K. Simmons, and Stephen Yoon as Omni Man and Invincible are fantastic. They kill it, um, and really just like. Uh, I love the action in this show. Um, I will say for me, sometimes the animation isn't quite up to snuff. I think it's just because there's, there's sometimes they kind of take some shortcuts uh, for some of the sequences. But for the most part, most of the action sequences are really cool. Uh, sometimes when Mark is flying, I love the way they animate him, how he flies. Because uh, he's not, like his dad when he flies is like Superman. But when Mark flies, it feels more like Miles Morales from Spider-Verse where it's so free and he kind of does like flips and stuff and bear and like uh, tucks himself to a ball to like get momentum. So I love like stuff like that. So uh, with all the tiny details, they really get right. And then like the, a lot of the respect they pay to the comic, which was mostly because uh, Kirkman is a big part of the writing staff this time around um, in this show. So he gets to really put a lot of that stuff that maybe he didn't get to put in the comic or stuff he wants to change from the comic in this. Um, and it works. It really does work. So I enjoy this show. I'm glad to know that it, it has been, uh, what's it called? Um, it has been renewed. It has been renewed for two seasons, for seasons two and three. Oh, so wow. I'm excited. Okay. That we're gonna that that's in the bag, so I don't I know that this this won't just be left me hand leave me hanging. Like we're gonna get more invincible, so I'm excited. Yes, for me, I I second both of your sentiments. Uh, I really liked watching this. Um, just like I feel like the experience of of watching it was really good. Whereas I'm gonna compare this to like the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, which I, I didn't have bad things to say about, but I was more neutral on that. And on this, I feel like I have such a positive, um, looking back on watching it, I have such a positive, ex I had such a positive experience watching it. Um, I'm excited now to watch the second and third seasons, whereas like maybe with Falcon and Winter Soldier, I don't know if I would necessarily do that. Uh, maybe if we were like reviewing it on the podcast, but I don't know if I'd necessarily do that on my own. Mm. Um, but with this, I liked all of the creative choices that they made that I haven't seen in other maybe superhero things. Um, like at the, I don't know if this is spoilers. I'll get into this later. But the the music choices, the 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 points where they decided not to use music. Um, I noticed those as well and how uh, specific and particular they were. And speaking of the cast, like the fact that they had so many like A-listers and people who are just like on the map um, and so many Walking Dead people, especially in that first episode. Um, I was 
well, we were all watching it on Amazon, but you know how Amazon has the feature where if you click pause, it shows you who's in that scene. Yeah. I, I was constantly clicking pause because yeah, I'm like, okay, who is this? Yeah. Because <laughs> I wanted to know who each voice was. And uh, by the way, Ross Marquand, uh, who, oh, he's who was a in The Walking Dead. fantastic voice actor. That man is Yeah, incredible. and he played so many characters too. Mm-hmm. He's played Red Skull uh, in Endgame. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Wow, but he's good. We met him, remember, Alex? We did. He was a very nice yes. man. He was very nice. Um, and yeah, uh, but overall, I had a positive experience. There was one thing with the plot that I was a little bit down on, and it might be the same thing that you're talking about, Jerome, um, and we'll get into that. But overall, I had a very positive experience watching this show. Cool. Uh, so we all like it. That's a good thing. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, so I guess with that, we're going to get into spoilers. So if you're not, if uh, like Jonathan said earlier, if you don't want it to be spoiled, this is your warning now. We are going to spoil the show. We're going to talk about all eight episodes in detail. Well, probably not all eight, but the stuff we remember from all eight uh, and that sort of thing. So if you don't want to be spoiled, you know, click off this, watch Invincible, then come back and, and join us and listen to our thoughts. And maybe your thoughts will... Be the same as our thoughts. Who knows? Um, I wanted to start off the spoiler section, though, because I wanted to ask you to, because I, I watched the first episode like when it came out, and but I had the comic knowledge, so I knew what was coming. What did you guys, what was you guys' experience watching the first episode of this show from start to finish? Because that's where like the big surprise happens, and I love watching people right at the very end of the, the first, first episode. episode because the first episode gets almost everybody who's never read the comic. Yes, so basically at the end of the first episode, um, Omni Man, who is this big celebrated hero, he kills all the other uh, guardians of the. I was about to say guardians of the galaxy, guardians, guardians of the, the globe. I mean, <laughs> but gone. And then throughout the show, it's basically a mystery. Why did he do this? And we're and the audiences are the only are the only ones who know that he did it for sure. Well, I asked. Um, I, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I, oh, I was just gonna say I was like my. I don't think I blinked. Dur- First of all, I don't think I blinked during that scene because I'm like, what the heck? And then after that, um, and this was my thing with the plot. It was kind of predictable in the sense that you weren't going to know what his motive was until that last episode. So it's like, okay, we know that he killed all these these people, but we don't know why. And we're not going to find out why until the very until the very um, last episode of the season. And um, in that last episode, at the beginning of the episode, he just explains to his son why he did it. And this is his backstory. And I thought that was kind of anticlimactic. I wish there would have been little kind of clues, more clues throughout the season that would have given us hints as to why he did it rather than just being like, okay, we're waiting to find out basically. Mm-hmm. Alex, what, what was your thoughts watching the first episode? Um, I kind of saw it coming a little bit. Because of the way he was interacting with his son, he seemed more upset when Mark got his powers. So it kind of gave off to this like, okay, why are you so upset that your son can be a superhero now when it's so 
when you're such a celebrated hero about it, you know, it's it was less of a war, warm welcome. And that initial when they're training and he punches Mark really hard mm. was also a thing like, okay, something's not right. I mean, I get you're worried about your son and how he is and everything like that. But at the same time, this is not how I feel like a sane person would start off their son's first training to be a superhero by basically abusing them. Um, I It did still come a bit as a shock. I wasn't prepared for the surprising gruesomeness that was in this cartoon <laughs> show. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Like I'm like, oh, okay. But then it's also created um, by what, what what's his name? Robert Kirkman. Yeah, who's like the Walking Dead guy. So it's like, okay, I should have been a little more prepared for that. Uh, but yeah, it was like surprisingly surreal for it being a cartoon. And I will give credit for that. The way he's just kind of... The way he kind of also passes out after fighting them too is kind of like... It was very interesting to see because... At the beginning, when you don't know any of his motives or anything like that, you're kind of wondering, well, like, all right, was he, like, brainwashed? You know, is his physical being, like, really weakened because they were using up all his powers to defeat them? Is he kind of passing out due to, like, I know it was a lot of damage due to, like, the fighting between all of them, but it was it also this, like, relief where they actually the evil ones and he's, like, kind of relaxed more now. He's like, oh, I can kind of calm down. So... I will say it did leave me questioning, but I was with Jonathan where it was kind of like, okay, I know this is the question is going to be like stretched out between these like eight episodes. And now that's, what's going to try to hold us. But at the same time, it was like, all right, we know nothing's going to come about it until the last one. Uh, I asked about that first episode mostly because uh, for a lot of people I watched on YouTube, like they would watch it and the beginning part would like, desensitize them because they were like oh this is like a nice cute like you know uh sky high show. vibes yeah like this is nice you know mark's learning how to use powers this is very sweet and then the end happens and they're like oh my god oh no <laughs> just all these people die which is funny too because in the comic you don't see how they die like it happens but you that all their deaths happen off screen and then you like see the aftermath. You don't watch them like die. So this was, I guess, Robert Kirkman being like, no, this time you get to see them get ripped apart <laughs> by Omni-Man. Um, but I, I do agree with you, Jonathan, that that was that was my one thing where it's like in the comic majority of that first arc, uh, Omni-Man is a very cool dad. Like he's just a super dad. And Hey, he's teaching Mark, which Mark doesn't really need much training in the comic and because he reads comics. I mean, he does in the show, too. But in the comic book, he's like a super comic book nerd like that's he loves comics. So for him, he just mimics what he's read and then just goes from there. And he does a great job. Like his dad gives him some pointers. But for the most part, he kind of trains himself. I and think then, that would be bad, though. I mean, like. To read comic books and try to model after that, that's, how, again, that's how a lot of evil villains are created. Well, they Mark's, well, first of all, Mark has good parents, so he's well adjusted. Good parents? He has a good parent. Well, in the, that's, it, that's in the show, because like I said, in the book, 
Mark's dad, like, he gives no signs that he's evil. Like, he's very supportive of Mark. He always encourages him. He's very good with Debbie. Like, even when he gets his powers, he's like, oh, that's great, son. That's fantastic. All right, cool. You're going to start doing your superhero thing? That's really cool. Well, if you need some help, you know, we can we can team up. But if not, you know, you got it. Like, he's very – he's a good dad. And so then when you see him – Until kill, he's not. When he kills the Guardians, it's like – Yo, what's up with Omni Man? Like, I, I mean, thought he was a good like, dude. <laughs> with all due respect, he may be a murderer, but that doesn't make him a bad father. If he, but, uh, the the abuse know, he just gave his son when he punched him super hard, that, that makes him a bad father. In fact, that scene, so like a lot of that is original. That's in the show exclusively. Like in the comic, he does not punch him like in the chest and knock him down. So you wanted a little bit more like of the shock factor, like surprise that he is capable of doing this. I I wanted like I I I understand or, or or what I was saying like with the, with the build up to the 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 reveal well, of why it's more like because I understand why they made the choice they did because in a world where we have literally like just this year alone we're gonna have I think five or six superhero shows That's so cool. you have to differentiate yourself in some way shape or form past just that you're the animated superhero show because there's tons of those on disney xd right now so what you need to do is like differentiate yourself of like what makes your animated superhero show different and so they're like well we have the blood and gore like and the violence and the foul language so that's what we're going to put that in the first episode right now in front of your face right and that i get but like at the same time when jonathan jonathan i think you spoke a lot of truth when he said it was like kind of predictable at the end and we knew what was going to come for the season ahead i think it would have been better if it stuck closer to the comics where you have this good person and you kind of show more of like who he is and the character and how well he's like and then maybe like the fourth or third episode you get that horrible bloody scene and then it's more of a surprise and more of a question you're like okay but like they lead it up because he starts going a little... You don't get to see the good father factor from the comics. You just see, like, this guy's reacting weird. This guy just punched yeah. his son in the chest. This guy seems very reluctant, even when getting his son the superhero costume. And all of a sudden, it's bloody, and you're like, God, that was bloody, for one, <laughs> and gory. But, like, it wasn't too much a surprise that he turned out bad, because, like, he was already suspicious, so I think it would it would have been a lot of a heavier hit if it had just stuck out for a couple episodes and not dragged the way it did. Because, I mean, his character during the whole season had, like, the most suspicious moments ever. And, like, yeah, the blood and the gore is very different from a lot of superhero, like, shows because they don't like to show that. Of course, because they're like, well, this is heroes, this is blah, blah, blah. We don't show blood and gore. So I will give him credit to that. And I did, like... The characters they brought in, like Alan the Alien, he was he Alan's was, cool. He was, cool. He's he was great. just he was cool. he's fun. great in the comic, and I and like and now when I read the comic, I will read Seth. Yeah. I will hear Seth Rogen's voice in my head when I read Alan the Alien because he's the perfect voice for that character. Alan is totally like Seth Rogen as an alien. He's just a cool dude. He's a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just like just chilling. just just there for. I sometimes I felt like. <laughs> Are you supposed to be in the scene? Oh, okay, you are. To be All fair, right. he does just it, like his introduction. He does in, show up in the comic is the exact same way. He literally just shows up one day, and Mark and uh, Omni Man's like, "Hey, Mark, there's this alien up there. I need you to go punch him." 
And then he's just there, and, he, and then he does not – he becomes important later, but for now, he literally just shows up now and then is like, all right, well, whatever. Yeah, he becomes like, you know, <laughs> the person Mark consults in and everything like that. Um, but yeah, say the whole the – whole, the dad is just suspicious during the whole thing. And you're like, well, I mean, if you're going to be a villain, you're a really crappy one. You should, like, calm <laughs> down. Yeah, I'll try to hide it a little bit. Yeah, bit. Stop being so suspicious. Well, the thing is, is that, and this is what I meant by, like, it drags it out, is that, like, I knew they were going to do that for the finale. Like you said, Jonathan, like, I, I immediately was like, oh, so let me guess. The finale is going to be Mark versus Omni Man, because in the comic, that's, like, the big moment. But... The thing is that in the comic, it doesn't feel that way because literally Omni-Man kills the Guardians and then like a few issues later, it's Mark versus Omni-Man. It is not like, okay, now we're going to get like two whole volumes of Invincible and then we'll get to why Omni-Man killed the Guardians. And that's what, it, that's what the show felt like. It's like, okay, I, yes, we're having all these singular adventures and all this stuff, but the plot of Invincible the comic and I guess the show is what's going on with Omni-Man and the Viltrumites. That's the plot of the book. Everything else is like extra stuff to like have fun with, which is great. I love the cast. I love all the characters they introduce throughout the show season. But because you always have that dangling thread of like, why is Omni-Man, why did Omni-Man kill the Guardians? It's kind of distracting. And it feels like you really don't have anything else going when nothing else really le- like measures up to that mystery throughout the entirety of the show. At least for me personally. Refresh my memory. Does Noel die at the end or no? No, he flies off into space, right? Yeah, he flies off into space. So he's still alive? Yes. Yeah. And so, so then it's like... Um, I won't. Well, that that scene at the very end with Alan and and um, and Mark, where he's like, the Vulcanites are, are going to come back and they're going to try to defeat Earth and blah blah blah, and you're going to have to basically defend it. Um, yeah, I won't spoil Ultra, for you, Ultraman. Uh, where Omni, how Omni Man fits into the rest of the story. Did I call him Ultraman? Yeah, <laughs> but I, I won't spoil for you how Omni Man fits into that plot going forward because he. Uh... Yeah, he, like there's a lot of twists and turns, and so it's it's a fun time. Well, let's we we got some of the negative out the way. Let's get some of the positive um, out there. I am positive I, that I hated Amber as a character. Because, I love sorry, the I hate to, for Amber. It's so funny to me when she shows back. Am up. Am I not alone? No, you're not. Because when you show when she shows back up at episode eight, I have not seen one person yet to be like, "Oh, great, Amber." Everyone's like, "No." No, <laughs> leave. You need to leave. The Mark Dumper right you now. Need to go. <laughs> and normally I'd be like, okay, yeah, okay, roof for the black girl. But I'm sorry, she made no sense to me it, at all. It's a shame because she's played like her by uh, for anything. She's played by Zazie Beetz, Beetz, and I love that actress. But everybody hates Amber so much. It's so funny to me. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know entirely what she... Is she that way in the comics? In the comics, she has no character. She's literally a, like, character to just, like, I guess, fool your expectations. Because when Adam Eve is introduced, everyone, like, and her and Mark have a connection. But she's dating Rex at the time. 
And so everyone's like, oh, Invincible Adam Eve. And so Amber literally just shows up one day in the comic and is just like, hey, Mark, want to go out sometime? And he's like, yeah. And that's that's all of her, to her character. This show has fleshed out Amber 10 times more than she ever was in the comic. In fact, she's not even black in the comic. In the comic, she's just another white girl. In fact, most of the race-bent characters in this show are white. Rex is white. Um... Uh, I want to say there's another character who's like white. Like most of the characters are white, so they they race bent a lot of characters for the show to be a lot more inclusive. I did like that they kept very real to the high school relationship because I always see stuff, and it seems so unnecessarily intense. She breaks up with him over a trust issues, dude. You've been dating him for like two weeks. Of course she's not going to tell it's you much. It's been more than that, because she said she knew he was invincible for three weeks, so it has to have at least been a, like a month. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're right, a month. It was dating for a month. That how whole... much time do you... No, how much time do you really spend with a person in like a month frame? I, listen. Like dating and all that stuff. Like, I had a no, friend no, no, in no. high school who also had a crap relationship that he thought was more important than the world. <laughs> <laughs> right, so it's the high school relationship, and then they're like, "Oh, you didn't trust me in anything." Look, I met you like a month ago. We just started dating. Like, you need to I calm was, down. I was I was mad at her at first because I'm like, "Okay, you live in a world with superheroes. Do you not realize this dude is a superhero? Like, all the signs are pointing to him being a superhero." And then she was like, "Oh yeah, I realized you were a superhero. Now, why did you lie to me?" Well, see, yeah. Go home, please. Exactly. (laughs) And then she comes back to him because he almost died. No, get out of here. You don't just, uh uh-uh, no, uh uh-uh, no, no. (laughs) I think they're trying to get more real estate out of Amber because the character is being played by a famous actor. So they want to use her as much as they can. But it didn't work. They ended up just every, literally everybody hated her. And the fact that you're like, she's literally dead-eyed in the comics it just makes it worse and she really does have no purpose like i could understand like all right they try to make her this like different person in the show but she's really just like a dead-eyed teenager that's like look if you don't want to be involved in this stuff stop acting like this is the love of your life go to homeroom Read a book. Don't you have homework? <laughs> Don't you all have homework? Like I get him why his grades might slip, but you, girl, you need to go back to class. You have no involvement in this. You have no reason to keep following him. Go to class. Well, it's obvious. For, for a sec. Oh, sorry. Go I was ahead. Say, the issue with Amber really is that it's so obvious that she is literally just supposed to be his TV girlfriend for us, or a se- what I call a seasonal girlfriend, just so they don't immediately hook him up with Adam Eve. Because that's what's going to happen. Like, everyone can tell that's what's going to happen. So it's just like, why are we spending all this time with Amber? Even the comic, they Amber like does not stay around for very long. She's not because she's not important. She's just a character to be here until it's time for Invincible Adam Eve to get together. I think it's stupid that they make him have a girlfriend then because like you have to deal with this crazy girl while your dad's betraying the world. Alien fleet is coming at you. You're still working on your powers and now you got to watch over your mom because she's like 
Her husband killed a bunch of people, and her can, child's a new superhero. Can I say also, Mark is a bad son. Because I saw, like, granted, he, he he didn't mean to catch her. But when I, if I see my mom is, like, bawling her eyes out in the bedroom, and she's had a traumatic experience after that, I would go hug my mom. I wouldn't just be like, <laughs> nah, and just close the door. Close the door. <laughs> and just be like, I don't want to deal with that emotional baggage. Just gonna close this that's, right now. Yeah. I'm like that's. I'm like that's messed you up. Mark, need go to hug close your, the door go too. Hug your mom. Go t- <laughs> go hug your mom, man. Both of them. Both of them were through a traumatic situation. It's like then be together. Exactly. Just They're in somebody. the same situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was that. First of all, I loved Sandra O oh in this. She did a great. She did job. a great job. She and also is another character where she gave Debbie weight, or the writers and her gave Debbie a lot more agency than she has in the comic. In the comic, she's she's very dead to the world because her husband's a superhero. So like every day is oh I got kidnapped by aliens. So she's like kind of shut that part of herself off. Because she's like, I can't mm. care because every day is going to be a stressful, anxiety-ridden day. I'm married to a superhero. These things happen. And in this show, I like that she's more active. Like, she she is still that person, but she also, like, still has a life. Like, she has fun. She has a job. Like, she's a part of the world, you know? I appreciated her storyline of being... Like, I feel left out now because my son has superpowers and I feel like I'm the only, I'm essentially the only normal one. So I can't really, I don't feel connected to you two anymore. And it feels like they have, the the father and son have more of a connection. And I I thought it was really interesting, her arc with, um, you know, finding out that her husband has done these terrible things and going through that grieving process and then ultimately coming to a point where she's like, whatever, I don't care if he dies, just go after him. All I care about is my son. He called um, her his and I think pet. That was Jonathan. portrayed well. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he can go. He can go. <laughs> I will also say, like, with her character, I can see why she would become so broken because she's also spent like years married to this man and like getting kidnapped. All this stuff supporting him, and then it's like, dude, why am I getting kidnapped if you're gonna turn evil? Like, oh no, she doesn't purpose? get kidnapped. Like he, she, he gets like you know, same old superhero well, stuff, you know. Yeah, no, the talking about the wife. Oh, I know. I just, I just, yeah. Mean, yeah. No, she like supported him through everything, and then he turns evil, and it's like, well, I guess I married a villain instead of a superhero. Now my son's kind of a dick, so it's like. <laughs> She's like, I got nobody now. Yo, I wanted- <laughs> My family sucks. I watched uh, these, this couple who's like a black couple uh, watch this show. And one of the things they said- Are they like a black couple? Or no, they, they are a black couple. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. But they um they made me laugh. It's mar- I'm just kidding. It's, it's I'm married just to the real. If you haven't seen their channel, they're very funny. Um, and they actually are two married people. But- um. They uh they watch this show and that scene when Mark is like practicing flying and his mom's like go in the house and he's like make me she was like shoot I'd still choke him out I mean he thinks I I don't, I don't need super strength don't you, you talk back to me like that and I wanted so bad for Debbie to just, that mama super strength. yeah I wanted Debbie to go full mom mode and she's still choking him he's like mom how you doing this you ain't stronger than me God. 
there was that mom who like lifted the car off her off off her baby, like when her baby was in trouble. So that mom's super I, so I was like, yeah. I wanted Debbie to just get like some burst of super strength. It's like you're a, like, what's wrong, mom? <laughs> Mama, I'm your son. That reminds me of like uh, this like video I watch where they're like, I don't know what it's about children. As soon as they're taller than their mother, they'll try shit. They'll test their boundaries. <laughs> they think all of a sudden because they got like literal height on them. And I felt like that in that scene. I was like, oh, even when you're flying, it's not that you're taller than your mom, but you just got height. I was like, in that moment, you're like, why do you try your mama like that? Don't do that. <laughs> Uh, what'd you guys think of the other characters? Because this is a very star-studded cast. They have so many people in this show. They really do. It is. I haven't seen Walton Goggins in... I know he's been in stuff. Actually, he was in a movie, an IMAX movie. But I can't remember what it was. But um, him as Cecil, him as Cecil was really good. Um, he, he played... I feel like he played him really good. Just like that, that sinister, you know... Like that deadpan kind of voice. <laughs> um, and on the flip side, uh, Andrew Reynolds, I'm looking at the list now, uh, Andrew Reynolds as William Clockwell. I recently saw Andrew Reynolds. This it, this um, character, I feel like, was very in line with the stuff that he's done before. Um, he's been on like Broadway and stuff, and I know he was in uh, the movie Prom on Netflix. Um, so his character being kind of like the best friend, the comedic um goofball best friend i thought that was really appropriate for him uh i enjoyed the the various villains they have and i had to do that thing with amazon where i had to like because i recognize the voices but i was like i don't know who these people are until i like flipped it up and i was like oh it's like Azara Az- Azara Miller or like Jeffrey Dobbin. Ezra Miller, you mean? Ezra Miller. There we go. Uh, so I was a little surprised, but yeah, no, it was the insane amount of just like people they were able to get for this. Like Mark Hamill was in this too for a bit. Yeah. And John Hamm too. And I was, John Hamm confused me for a second because I recognized his voice. He played like a like an agent guarding the White House, I believe. But like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I recognize his voice so well because he has such a distinct voice. Um, I was like, this feels like such a small part. What What is going on? Why is he this? That's my air. I think that's my only complaint about how big, like the big names in this cast, because like I said, some of the animation, they take a lot of, sometimes they take some shortcuts with some of this animation, like whether it be like the late, especially with the flying, there are times where it's just a still image that's just moving up and down on the screen. And it's like, Ooh, he's flying. It's like, no, he's not. It's just a still image that you're moving up and down. I can do that on after effects. No problem. So it's just, it's stuff like are that. You, are you talking about when they're are you talking about when they're standing up and they're flying or when they're sometimes like when they're when they're horizontal flying. and moving too like both yeah and yeah I noticed that when they were standing up and flying they were it was just like they were like a still image and, and that was and it. so it's like and so in my head I'm just like okay that's cool you got John Hamm in here why is he playing a character who's literally not going to be important ever in this story like. That's that's money well, you allocated to get John Hamm when you could have gotten a just B voice actor to play a character who's not important and use that money yeah, to then do the animation budget. One episode. <laughs> yeah, no, some of these were like, why are they here? 
Like, it was more of a... Com- and it took me out sometimes because I recognized their voice. When I heard their voice, I'm thinking, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? And then I stopped paying attention to the show because I'm like, oh. And then I always go, because I hear the voice, I'm like, that's not really them. I go on, like, IMDb and just start looking up, you know, their name and then everything they've ever been in. And then I get distracted again. <laughs> and suddenly, you know, I find the whole... Every show, everything John Hamm has been on, and I've missed the entire scene of what was going on after him. <laughs> can, like, can we talk about my favorite celebrity cameo of this program? Which one? Reginald Vell Johnson as, as Principal, Principal Winslow. Yeah, Principal Winslow. <laughs> that that one made me laugh. Who, I was like, that's funny. Yes, <laughs> for anybody listening who doesn't get that reference, um, Reginald Vell Johnson is the school that they went to in the show, and Reginald Vell Johnson played uh, 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 the dad. Carl was it Carl Winslow? Mm-hmm. Carl Winslow on Family Matters, and just having when I in the first episode when I saw Reginald Vell Johnson High School, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciated when I heard his voice, and he said Principal Winslow in like episode five or whatever. I was like, yes, you did this correctly. Well, it's just, I'm looking at the cast, right? Like, for example, like, this is the cast of The Guardians, right? Some of these people aren't big name people. Lenny James, been in Walking Dead. Lauren Cohen, also been in Walking Walking Dead. Dead. uh, Sonequa Sonequa Martin-Green, also famous actor. Walking Dead. Mae Whitman plays the little girl who's, like, talking to the Martian dude in the beginning. These are all big name people. First of all, the Guardians exist to just die. So you do not need to hire. And those were all like Walking Dead people. Right. Like you do not need They're to right. hire them to be like these characters. Like this is money that is not being, I feel like, well spent when animation should be the main thing. <laughs> like that's the visual aspect of your show. If it was live action, I'd get it. But there because it's animated. Dead people too. Yeah, which I think that was a, that was a choice. He wanted he wanted his walking right. dead cast that members a, that to just get bit, ripped apart. Look, I've killed you all once before. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> That's a good point because most of those people are dead on the walking besides dead. Besides Lauren Cohen, yeah, she plays Maggie. She's the only one that's still alive. <laughs> um, but you know, I it's just I just felt like that. You know, I love I love the cast. I do. I think everyone does an amazing job. But there's just a lot of times where I was just like. All right, like I don't need this per this person to be in this show if the animation is not going to be like super top notch because that's really what drew me in was the animation, like not the cast. Like, yes, I love Stephen Ewan. I think he's a great actor. I think J.K. Simmons is fantastic. Love Sandra. Oh, like I love a lot of these people, but at the end of the day, like you know, you could have great uh, an amazing voice cast, but if your animation's trash, I'm not gonna keep watching this show. <laughs> So, you know, that's that I, just feels like that would be that would have been the more sensible trade-off to me personally. I agree with you about the animation and honestly it just reminded me of those really cheap Saturday cartoons that were just brought over from like you know, Japan where the mouths didn't fit properly either the voices. I was also watching Power Rangers uh yesterday. <laughs> The voices being off drives you crazy. <laughs> but yeah, it reminded me of that where like there were just a lot of like, okay, you definitely, I know you definitely use this frame already. 
it's it's not even part of the actual like fight scene. You just needed crumbled buildings and you had an old picture and this is what you're you're recycling. I will say I agree with the whole animation thing where it just was like it could have been better, especially for the fact that they actually built it up a little more. Um, you know, this whole thing was about kind of being a shock and awe with the blood and gore, which was a lot. Again, I'm surprised by the cartoon and the animation. Um, it just, it didn't fit well. It looks kind of cheap for like a superhero thing. And even like the kids cartoons with like Batman and Superman and all that, I feel like have more, more detailing. Mm. And this was definitely like a low form of animation. Yeah, I noticed that with the mouths, how the mouths, they would just, they would most likely be going like, for anyone who's listening, I'm just moving my mouth up and down. (laughs) And that was... (laughs) And they weren't actually Um, forming words. They were literally opening, closing, opening, closing. Right, basically. And I had assumed, like watching it, um, I had assumed that they, it was kind of a choice um, that they were going to make it like that to emulate kind of the animation style or um, the uh, the uh, artistic style of the comic books or just comic books in general. Um, it doesn't... I mean, the character designs are definitely very uh, like the comic. I think the one thing it gets of the comic style is that the comic is very angular. Like, people's faces and structures are very, like, blockish. Yeah, everybody had like perfect job yeah, structure so that, in this. That it does mimic very well from the comic. Um, but outside of that, though, it kind of is its own style. It's a bit more. It's not as loose as uh, as Invincible gets. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, uh, I did like that the the teen team uh, and the new Guardians of the Globe. Uh, again, like I only read like the first arc, so certain characters I don't know too much about. Like I don't know much about what happens to Monster Girl as she goes on in the in the comic, or or what happens to Robot with the, the Rudy thing is like a something that I found out that happens like way later down in the comic, but they're speeding it up to right now, um, which I think maybe that's their way of getting rid of Zachary Quinto who plays Robot. So they didn't again need uh, because that's one big name um, they can just kind of just mark off the list, <laughs> right? Um, but um, well, and they were and, and Ross Mark he was Spock in Star Trek. No, then, I of course I know that. Uh, I said, what has he done recently? He's so. done a few things, but I can't think of them right now. I just, like cause I, I think he's done some theater recently. Yeah. Mm. Um, he might be just trying to get back into TV and stuff. But yeah, I mean, but I yeah, I just I really do enjoy a lot of the relationships in this show, though. Um, not like you know, relationship relationships, but just how people interact with each other. I loved how Black Samson kind of took charge of the Guardians of the Globe. Um, I like Mark's relationship with Adam Eve. I like that they're taking their time, I guess, to build up to them being together. And uh, Adam Eve, Adam Eve's parents suck. Like, <laughs> like I hated I mean... her parents. <laughs> So much. So much. They didn't want her to reach her full potential. And I feel like Rexplode is the John Walker of this show. Like, <laughs> uh, like entirely. Because he, nice he is a hero, but he he also sucks royally. <laughs> For a good chunk of it, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what is, so I was thinking this towards the end of 
the season when I was watching that when Mark essentially had to choose between being a, a regular old human or being a Vulture because, you know, he is half and half, um, that it kind of emulates what I've heard um, from people who come from different cultures who are biracial um, or multiracial in that they essentially have to choose which side they they belong to or they're pressured by society to choose a side. Um, and it's relevant because the character Mark is biracial as yeah, well. Yeah, I like the change to um, make his mom Asian. And so he is. Oh, was his, his was mom is supposed to come okay, in being Asian? I was about to. Yeah, I was about to say because if you're saying if you're saying that the comics weren't that diverse, I'm assuming it wasn't a thing in the no, comics. No, in the comics he's just white. Uh, but in the show, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in the shows, that was something that I was I was thinking of. It, it kind of emulates that that duality of of having to choose one or the other. Uh, I I agree. It it was really cool. Uh, what did you guys think about the fight between Mark and Omni Man, um, as the finale? I I think I thought it could have been a little bit more. I I think if they cut the animation for the rest of the episode, they could have the season. They could have used some more of that animation money on the final fight. I did like seeing that it was in Chicago. <laughs> It was, but they killed like half the city. They I was did. About to they say. absolutely did. They slaughtered a lot of people. They, yeah. This show loves no, it a lot of people because that it second really episode does. when the aliens come or the interdimensional beings come and they just wreck shop and just kill all the all these humans, these civilians. I'm like, how does a city have a population left? Like, their people die in droves every day in this show. I was about to that that is probably the most carnage that I've ever seen in a cartoon in something. Well, you know what? I said in oh, a cartoon for me. Yeah, in a cartoon, definitely. Yeah, especially when Omni Man makes Mark into a human shield and he just is ramming through people on the train. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh my god! And he had one one lady I was watching her watch. She was like, Mark, close your mouth, Mark, close your mouth. <laughs> you know what? Like, oh I my had god! That I didn't same, think about that. That same thought, because like, uh, I've seen people like ride motorcycles with just this and that, and I'm like, why wouldn't you get a full helmet? You know, like there's so many bugs on my bumper. I'm that's like, true. I really hope you just keep your mouth closed. And that's what I thought about him. And like the trains in Chicago, they're not clean. They're not. So I just thought about all that debris and stuff getting in his mouth, like. Even On top get, of like, the blood and guts of the many people yeah. he was running into. <laughs> well, blood and guts, I mean, that's like inside. Um, but if <laughs> like you can get sick from that sub from the subway or the train, <laughs> you know, or the the yeah, like just getting the material of the seat in your mouth gross me out more, which should tell you how unclean things can be. Um I think it was uh yeah, I feel like it could have been a more well, more anim- animated fight since this was kind of like the last bit of it uh, while they're waiting for the fleet. Hopefully they get more animation budget. I hope season. they do. I think maybe this first season is maybe like a proof of concept and then next season they're going to like be way better with the animation because they're confirmed for two seasons. So it's like a sure thing now. Uh, what? Like I was trying to... 
I didn't like that they made Omni Man cry as he was like leaving Earth, or he was mm. tearful. You see the one floating tear. Yeah, not- like dude, you used your son as a battering ram, and now there's like a hint of guilt in you. Like the fuck. To be fair, like, you could have just like thrown him off a building or something if you wanted to do some damage, or like you know, to just fair, give him one good punch again. That's from the comic. In the comic, that's one of the iconic uh, pages. Is Omni Man flying it's away, and he's got tears in his eyes because he's regretful. Still that he stupid. Had to de- defeat, basically destroy his son. <laughs> no, Alex is it's like still I don't stupid. care if it's from the comics. I don't care if it's iconic. I think it's still stupid. Yeah, no, because it's like you literally did this all in motion, and instead of being like, "All right, I got a kid and a wife." I'm going to fight with them. I'm going to be with them. You were like, nope, I'm still going to destroy everything. I'm still going to beat up my son because I have to. And now I'm going to go join the fleet. No, sir. You have made your decision. Either stick by it and be the awful person you want to be. Don't cry. Don't give me those tears. I think it's stupid. Now you have regret. Now you feel sad about what you've done. You've murdered thousands and thousands of people. But, like, you use your son as a battering ram, you've destroyed cities, and you're bringing an army fleet to destroy Earth, but now you're sad about it? No. I I have to say, I saw a picture on Twitter that somebody drew, and it was of Omni-Man and Homelander high fiving <laughs> because they are um, a lot of people have been calling trash. Actually, animated the boys basically pretty much <laughs> i'd say omni-man is like 10 times worse yeah why but i also haven't seen all of season two of the boys so i don't know that's true homelander too has a son this is true <laughs> that's right that's right i haven't watched the boys i like watched the first two episodes i didn't know he had a kid that comes up later no, it's spoiler alert. Yeah, a little spoiler for season one. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? Well, um, I was going to say the thing about the Omni Man and Mark thing is I think it, as for as long as it's drawn out, um, I think that did take a little bit of the impact of it from me compared to in the comics. Because in the comics, like I said, Mark is actually a pretty good superhero. Like he's. He doesn't need much training, and he's actually pretty good at it. Like, he does fail from time to time, but for the most part, like, he's a fairly decent super. He does not get his butt kicked as much as he does in this show. Because in this show, he gets beaten by the robots. He gets beaten by, like, the robot hybrid dudes. He gets his butt kicked by Battle Beast, who, like, busts his chest open <laughs> with a mace. Like, he, like Mark gets beaten down a lot oh, in this like show. Oh, he's, like, Cole from... Cole from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, a, a little bit. <laughs> and so <laughs> when he fights Omni-Man, like I'm just like in the comic there's like a you know what? Maybe I don't know, maybe Mark can do it. Like he he's proven himself to be pretty effective. In this I was like there's no way, Mark. There's no way you're going to stop your dad. <laughs> like well, you can't even was... beat half these people. And you telling me you're going to fight Omni-Man who's like stronger than all of them? There's no way. You're going to be destroyed. At the end of this. Well, that was the whole. I think that was the whole purpose of making him weaker, so that now he has that motivation to become stronger. Because they told him, like, "Hey, the fleet's coming. Like, we need to prepare for the alien invasion that's going to be here." So Mark has to now like work out, practice, and become the superhero. You know, he was initially denied from the comics. 
So, like, that is definitely a season two, like, looking into where he's, like, probably training, getting better, you know, going through these weird obstacle courses because for some reason superheroes have time to build them. <laughs> uh, so I think that's what we're coming to see for the next season. Um, hopefully he's a better son to his mom. Hopefully, you know, he needs to be there for his mom. She ain't got nobody else, all right? She's all alone. Yeah, like, literally. I don't And I feel like they can relate more now going through this traumatic experience. And I think it's a little funny that Mark plans to still finish high school. I mean... Like, dude, no, go get your GED. You have bigger fish to fry right now. (laughs) No, if he can get the diploma, get the diploma. He lives in a world of superheroes. It's not like like Spider-Man. Where he's pretty much the only one who's actually doing anything worth a damn in this city as far as fighting crime. Like, there are other superheroes. He has time to go to high school and fight crime. Well, like what? He's 17. Like, he should be finishing And he's almost done. Right. He's almost done. He's probably got one year left, if that. Graduate early, like a half a semester or something. (laughs) Like, your dad's coming back with an alien invasion. (laughs) <laughs> and you're like worried about your calculus test. It's one of those things I never understood about superheroes. Like I, I totally understand you wanting to have a separate life and blah blah blah. But at the same time, you have a literal thing that's facing over the whole entire world, and you have committed yourself to helping defeat them. But you're like, wait, I have to go do this really important exam. Like no. No, thousands of people are going to die. Ask the teacher for a retake. To be fair, Alex, whether he does anything or not, in this world, thousands of people always die. <laughs> so it's not, what's it matter? <laughs> uh, population control. I'm just saying, like, like, when, like Omni-Man had nothing to do with those interdimensional creatures coming in and killing a whole small army worth of people. Like, that was just Tuesday. <laughs> like so, no, but Omni so was like, like I, I, the what am I gonna do <laughs> for like thousands of people dying in Chicago, and now he's coming with the fleet, and then you just have like Alan the alien hanging around for no goddamn reason, <laughs> and like it, like he's like Mark has such useless characters around him. I like Alan, don't get me wrong, but he. Is like a sounding board for Mark as like a confidant. <laughs> and then you have Amber who's like dead eyed. It's like, Mark, you need to make better choices about who you surround yourself fair, with. To be fair, he's got Adam Eve and she's amazing. I mean, she's got that's, atomic that's powers. She's definitely like the one who can help that's the true. most. Um, like yes, Adam Eve is she's, like the one. She's the one person who's a, a positive influence in are actually helping him propel forward. Yeah. I say Debbie is too. You know, his mom is a great mom. You know, she encourages him all yeah, of but he doesn't, as, as, as opposed yeah, yeah. to, I mean, for, for, as in, in regards to his peers. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam, Eve, yeah. And then, and then his mom is definitely um, positive. Yeah, yeah no. His, yeah, yeah Guardian, I love that the Guardians of the Globe at the end of this are like, we're going to wash this blood off. I'm like, you still suck. Like, literally, this is the, you the no one help. mission you've actually accomplished and succeeded at is it has involved you fighting no supervillains <laughs> like saving people from buildings any superhero can do that the one time you had to like help mark fight a whole room of supervillains you all failed in fact two of you nearly died <laughs> like 
Yeah, they were not good. They did have definitely Gardens of the Galaxy vibe. Where it's like, <laughs> we keep fucking up until something works in our favor. And then we like are really proud of it. Like, it was all planned out in the end. No, dude, you are just bad. They, bo- they all suck. Bad. And also, Guardians of the... Is this whole comic really just like a parody on all the other comics? Where like, if all the superheroes admit it, they actually have like major depression issues and... It- so this is what the vibe I get sometimes. So the comic, invi- the what makes the like, and that's why I wasn't sure how this is going to translate well into a show, is because the comic of Invincible sold really well because it was a comic book for comic readers, in the sense that there are tons of parody, and not so much like jokes at the expense of other superhero comics or anything like that but more just like hey that's like the justice league you know stuff that just makes you go like oh that's like this isn't that kind of fun or whatever that's why the guardians of the globe are basically a one for one of the justice league of like you got the flash you got the aqua character you got the martian guy like you got batman like all it's it's supposed to be a one for one as like a nod to people who read comic books which is why in the comics you don't know anything about them. You don't know their lives. You don't know who these people are, what their names are. It doesn't matter because literally they're introduced and then the next page they die. <laughs> so so as a show, it's weird to me that they kind of are like taking this kind of seriously because initially a lot of things in the comic are kind of done as parody except for the stuff that is – in relation to Mark specifically, like the Viltrumites and Alan the Alien, that stuff that stuff is like the stuff that's like, okay, that's the story. This other stuff is kind of just extra dressing to be like, hey, you read comics. Remember that one comic? Here's a character that's kind of like that. It's like, oh, neat. But it's not you know. I just it just remi- it just made me think like, oh, it's like every superhero, but they just admit they have like parental issues and <laughs> depression that's what it felt like like you guys really have like a praise kink going on that you're not willing to admit so now you just go around doing this keep messing up until something works out <laughs> not the king oh like no no i'm not shaming anybody if that's your deal that's your deal uh but like come on superheroes probably have a little bit of that like they're the fact that they're doing all this and none of them are ever just good at heart either so like these characters just felt like that like you let your emotional issues out i can see that let me respect that let me ask you this because i wanted to run some hypotheticals to you uh before we end it just uh some hypotheticals from this show and i want you guys' reactions from them um so let's say you have a significant other that you love very much and then you find out that they are cheating on you with not one, but three clones of a person. What do you do? <laughs> Jonathan, you go first. I'm, I'm curious. They getting done. <laughs> Is that a question? That's it? What am I supposed to say? Join I mean, in? I thought you were going to like fight them or something. <laughs> Does the person who's... <laughs> Does a person who's clone know that it they're sleeping with their clones? Is well, in the case of like the du- original, oh, in the case of duplicates situation in this, because she's you know Rex cheats on Adam and Eve with duplicate all three of them. 
Um, uh, she does. They do feel what each other feels, so they know they are very aware <laughs> that oh, they are okay, cheating. Okay. Um, okay, okay, so she's aware. Then, yeah, I'm gonna take a pitchfork to him. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know if I gotta fight her too, not because I want them back, uh, but because you were involved and you knew I'm gonna fight you too. <laughs> but like, yeah, I wouldn't stay in that relationship. Uh, here's what would you do? What would tomorrow? I do? Oh man! Well, first of all, I, if I have powers, I'm gonna like destroy everybody. I, that's the day I become a supervillain. Like, like immediately. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now look at that nope. heartbroken, and you go and destroy a city. <laughs> look how that came. The back. arc of this argument has been hilarious. It carried over now for like four episodes. <laughs> Because you refuse to admit I am right, you're and then not you right. Keep going, right I, I am absolutely right, and there you go. This is different. Okay, okay my girlfriend is dead. No, you're right. right. They She's cheated on me. She they deserve to die. <laughs> Which means she just cheated. You shouldn't be that heartbroken. There's other fish in the sea. She was a floozy. You know, get rid of her. <laughs> but okay. Uh, okay, what's the other next hypothetical? If you have a superpower where you can become a super powerful monster, you transform into a super powerful monster, but it cuts your life force in half, would you still continue to be a superhero? But well, yes. it, well, it no. slowly takes away from your age, so you slowly age down as you use it. What do you mean age no. down younger or like yes. you just lose years? Like, you become uh, younger, monster just girl. like Monster Girl. Oh, Probably still, yeah. I don't think I would. I'd be like, I could get enough of this. I probably know somebody who's a superhero, so I'm like, I could live vicariously <laughs> through you. So, but Jonathan, I'm what like, if something's point, happening and you have the power to stop it? You know, some bad stuff's going down. Have you ever seen that movie, uh, The Covenant? No. The- I- ironically, it has Sebastian Stan in it. Uh, but it every time it's about these like four boys. Every time they use their powers, it actually slowly kills them and ages them dramatically. Um, and I kind of thought about that a little bit when I saw Monster Girl. I was like, "Oh, you're using it until your life is kind of being absorbed through the power." And it just depends on how much they use it and the maximum strength of like what they're doing with their power. So I think. Kind of like that, where I would definitely still have it, even if it's like kind of de aging me. Because you'll age up again, won't you? I don't think so. I think Monster Girl's pretty much stuck that way. She's just stuck. Well, then because the curse, nah, it's doing. not a, it's not a power. It's it, like not necessarily. It's no, a curse, of course, so. I don't want to get younger. I just got would to you do mm-hmm. Uh I would use it <laughs> sparingly, like as soon as I figure that out. Because in the comics, Monster Girl doesn't figure out that it's aging her until, like, it's, it's like she's an adult for a while. She doesn't realize it until, like, basically her boobs are gone. And she's like, oh, I'm getting, like, like, I thought at first I thought it was just a thing. Maybe I was just freaking out in the mirror. No, this is, I'm becoming younger. And then she starts to kind of realize that that's the, it's the curse of the powers. So... For me, I would use it sparingly, like, but I think it, I would have to, like, find a way to, like, find out because I don't know if I would initially notice. Would you become a toddler then? Probably at some point. Like, if you use it she, enough. Because she, she says at one point, so unless to robot, 
because uh, he wants them to to uh, have daily trainings or whatever. And she's like, I'm not going to do this unless you want to be changing my diapers. Gross. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other hypothetical? This is the last one. Last hypothetical. This okay. is the one for all the marbles. If you were a superhero and then you find out that your super dad is like a total supervillain and you are the only one who can stop him, would you try? Or would I you join him? him? Yes. I wouldn't join him. I would first try to reason with him and be like, look, okay, this this is not good. You can't, you can't be doing this. And then if that don't work, <laughs> got to put the smack gotta down. Put the hands on him, Jonathan. There you go. <laughs> Alex. Nah, I'd just kill him. I'd kill him. Okay, but he's also a superhero. <laughs> it's not going to well, be I'd easy. I'd fight him then. I'd fight him and then attempt to kill him. You'd kill your father? <laughs> That's a very dramatic. For, le- for, legal, for legal reasons. Yes, this is a joke, but yes, I would. I mean, if he's a villain, he's a villain. Fair. What about you, Jerome? Uh, I would definitely fight fight him if he if I'm a hero and he's a villain. Like, I gotta stop you. Would you, like, I'm would the you only try to one. reason with him, like Jonathan? Um, probably just because he's my party. dad. But at the same time, I'd eventually just be like, all right, if reason's not working, we, like it's, it, I'm not gonna waste the breath. Let's let's get it on. <laughs> Okay, really, really quick, though, at the end, sometimes you have to have the decision of like, well, if I don't kill him, he's going to kill me, you know, in those superhero moments with those villains who do try to do that. Would you would you go that far as a hero to protect the city or would you do everything you pretty much can to just kind of capture him? It depends on if I have to, like if there is a way to capture him and like keep him at bay then i'll do that but if i have if there is no such thing you know like a superman scenario where it's like he's superman so no prison can hold him it's like i gotta kill you like because there's no way to stop you at that like i can only deter you for so long until like either i die or there's nobody left so i it's like you know i gotta do what i gotta do unfortunately so you know Good thing we didn't put this out on Father's Day, because <laughs> that would have been. Just like, Look, I have been open about the complicated relationship I have with my father on this podcast and with everybody. In fact, there is a dark horse and volunteer out there who knows exactly what my daddy issues are. All right. So, like, it's not that big of a surprise. I'd go one way. And I think at a certain point, ironically, though. This kind of reminds me of Jonathan. You and me were in that inter when we were in the interview for the Science Center. It was a whole, you know, if somebody's taking too much time for lunch or this or that, would you tell the supervisor or would you talk to them? And I was the only one that was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to tell the supervisor." Everybody else was like, "Oh yeah, you try to reason." I'm like, "Look, they have a history. I'm not playing games. I need my breaks. Get them straight." And I think, it, yeah, I think it's just the same thing, like. Look, there's a history and a pattern. Like, even if I try to reason with you, thousands and thousands of people are dead. Um, and you're also a super villain. So, like, if I know my extent of the powers and your extent of your powers, is there much going to be holding you back? And when you break out, are we just going to be in this, like, thing? And yeah, it's just easier to kill. <laughs> 
Well, on that note, should we get to our our final thoughts and yeah, ratings? Yeah, I mean, we talked yes. about the the things that matter because it's like we could talk about each character in the cast, but to be quite honest, that's going to take forever. And to be there's quite honest, a bajillion like, of many. them. Yeah, so yeah, so we got our initial thoughts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jerome, what is your rating and final? Thoughts? Um, for me, as much as I loved this show, uh, I give it a B minus. Um, I think it is a great show. It's a great start. I'm excited to see where it goes from here as far as the new seasons. It has inspired me to like want to dive deeper into the comics, um, which the comics do have a definitive ending too. So I'm curious um, what they're, if the show is going to live by that or if they're going to be like Walking Dead and be like, we're busting 12 seasons out, baby. And it's like, you don't have 12 seasons worth of story though. <laughs> but... <laughs> But nonetheless, you know, we'll see where it goes. But for the most part, for the season we have gotten so far, I think the voice cast does an amazing job. Um, I love everybody in the cast. Um, inclu- also, uh, I want to make sure I give a shout-out to Mahershala Ali, who plays Titan. He's also in this show. Yeah. He's fantastic. I just, It's just one of those things, though, where even though they have a dynamite cast, the visual aspect of the show, I think, still needs a little bit more polish. It's almost there. Like, it's pretty good in a lot of areas. Um, but there's times where that animation could be better. It could have a little bit more detail. Some of the characters' movements could be a lot smoother, less janky. Um, and the 3D animation that's blended in, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And when it doesn't, it really doesn't. <laughs> so... I, I think, uh, you know, overall, I, I I think if they can maybe start weeding out maybe some of that A-list talent they're getting to play these characters that don't matter or just like D-list characters and really focus up and, uh, and give us some more depth uh, with Mark and Omni-Man's story and what's going on with the Grayson family. Um, also, as much as I love Zazzy Beats, Get rid of that character because she's she's a useless character. She's literally just supposed to be. Just get rid of her now. She's like a character who's not even really supposed to be around. And that plot I felt like was the weakest of them all, especially because I didn't even understand why Mark had to have a secret identity. Like you have a dad whose wife knows exactly who he was, knew who he was from day one. So I don't understand why he didn't think his girlfriend could do the same. But what? And, like, when he's in the hospital and stuff, like, what are his classmates thinking? Like, where is he supposed to be at? I, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe Cecil. Cecil seems like a guy who can, like, get things done. So maybe he, like, sent in, like, some doctor's notes or something. Um, but but still, that's, like, anyway. It's a coincidence that he's also in the hospital while. It's that, it's that whole joke. Uh, you never see Clark Kent and Superman in the same room, do you? <laughs> it's true. But uh, yeah, so overall, I did like the show, but I did, I think there is still room for improvement, and uh, I'm excited to see them do that in the next season for this show. But I'll definitely keep watching. It has my attention, so I am going to keep investing in, in Invincible for sure. Nice. How about you, Alex? Um, I give this show a C, just because I, you're right, it does have like a potential, and I think it's... I hopefully it's going to get better in the seasons to come. Um, the animation, I just can't get over that. It's just so poorly done in scenes that especially when using the superhero powers, it's like, oh, 
okay, I know this isn't entirely the main focus of the show, but it's like something people who are fans of superheroes are definitely going to notice. Um, I think, again, with the A-list actors, it pulled me out sometimes of the show because I'm like, what the hell is Mark Hamill doing as a tailor? Why is he there? That was so unnecessary. He's in there for one scene and one scene only. Well, he's in a couple scenes near, near the end, too. Oh, really? I'm just saying. You, like, I want people. I want people to <laughs> jump in, down your throat to be like, "Fuck, it was more than just one scene." It's like, oh, great. Okay, I apologize. He's in three scenes, uh, <laughs> and like, just every time there was a major actor, I was just like, "Is that them? Why is that? Why are they here for just this scene?" Um, I like the concept. I think it would have been better if it stuck closer to the comic that Jerome was telling us about where it, you saw more of the dad being the good guy. That way you were more surprised when he did this brutal and awful thing about, you know, murdering the, well, slaughtering the garden, the guardians of the globe. Um, They kind of right away made his character kind of suspicious and, you know, have this, intensity to him that you're like okay i'm not that surprised he turned out villainous the more shocking part was the blood and the gore of it um so i think the show really does have potential i agree that they need to weed out some of the a-list characters focus on the main cast and just again do something with the animation that makes it less saturday morning cartoon and more something that's like this is really cool. I, I've not seen this with the cartoons or the study of a cartoon before. So like a C for me. For me, I I think I'm actually, I might give this an A minus. Um, the minus is mainly due to the plot stuff that we talked about. I thought it was pretty predictable how he was going to, uh, Omni-Man was going to reveal the reason why he um, killed the Guardians. And I thought we were going to, well, I would have liked something a little bit more suspenseful, something a little bit more climactic, um, where maybe he didn't just flat out reveal it. Maybe it was exposed in some sort of way, which it kind of was, but he just basically laid out all of his reasoning. Uh, I really liked that I was rooting for and kind of like uh, he he had flaws, but overall I was rooting for Mark. Um, I was really rooting for Debbie. I thought I could really empathize with uh, empathize with her character and her story and the fact that she was going through it all. Like she was she was she had a tough time um, throughout this whole season. And um, I really hated uh, Omni Man <laughs> and his whole his whole uh, scheme of things. Not as a character, but just like as just his whole foundation Person. of being. Yes, <laughs> his whole um, foundation he, of being. <laughs> right. I, I thought he was a. I thought he was a good character because you you were you rooted against him hard. Um, like I said earlier, I like the aspect of the whole like um duality of belonging essentially like do i belong to this group or do i belong to that group and um i think for the animation i i did definitely did notice that but maybe i wasn't like as down on it um 
maybe because of the uh, the violence. If it would have been more realistic, then I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I would have. Funny enough, <laughs> when the animation that. was best is when it was violent, and it is like when it was like the other stuff is when they were like taking shortcuts. So it is weird that it's like they're like, all right, we want to make sure the blood looks good, like the blood and guts. That's what we want to look amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just like Mortal Kombat again. They wanted to make sure that the blood and guts look good, but then everything else is like, all right, well, you should have put that much time and effort into this too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, that was the only good part. And then I was like, well, you clearly have, you made the effort with that. Make the effort with everything else. Yeah. But those are, those are pretty yeah. much my I thoughts. mean, hey, J.K. So. Simmons, though, man, like, he, he gets around. He did a really good job. Man, Omni Man, which, I mean. At first, oh, Jerome, I can now. Oh, I'm just. I'm just talking low, but uh, uh, yeah, J.K. Simmons. Nah, he he knows how to play intense characters. Like ever since Whiplash was that the Whiplash was the first movie where I was like, man, J.K. Simmons needs to chill. Like, like for what's his deal? And ever since then, he's played in all these roles where he's just this intense dude. At at first, it was like the very first part of the first episode. I was like. Because I didn't know who Omni-Man was. I was like, this voice sounds familiar. But then I, I clicked on it. It was like, oh, J.K. Simmons. I'm like, oh, I don't I don't know if I necessarily can connect him to that voice. Maybe it's because he looks so different than the character of Omni-Man. And everyone else kind of looks similar to their character. Like Steven Yeun looks Amber kind of like much just, Mark. Just Zazzy Beats. Sin- yeah. <laughs> Amber, even down right. the hair. Like she's just completely Zazzy Beats. <laughs> <laughs> and so but everyone else everyone else looks kind of the same so i couldn't kind of like connect him in the voice but not long after that i was like okay yeah i believe I, him. for me it was me. when he was beating mark and he's like i could just make another kid what's another 17 years i was like that's that's jk simmons like <laughs> like that is total like he's yeah, into he, it now he's <laughs> playing this di- this dick and i mean <laughs> he's not wrong 17 I mean, they always I mean, parents always say, I brought you into this world, I could take you out of it. And Omni Man's like, I can really take him out of it. Catch her. <laughs> it just starts beating the hell out of Mark. <laughs> it was brutal. I think I I think I told my mom one time to take me out. I was like, Yeah, you brought me in. And she was like, No, I brought you into this world. I did all this work. I'm not taking you out. I'm like, Oh, come on. Um, by the way, funny well, anyway, enough, Amber's hair. Uh, the whole time I was looking at it, I was like, I feel like that's a hairstyle Jasmine would wear. Like Ooh. our Jasmine, our Jasmine. Yeah. Uh, oh, our friend Jasmine. <laughs> I don't know if I can. I see can that. see it if yeah, Jasmine had like more hair. I mean, she already has long hair, but if she had like more hair, I could see her doing it. I don't know. I've always just kind of seen her with the straight hair, I guess. I, yeah, I've always seen her with the hair in the bun like she does when normally when she's guesting. Jasmine, the if you're listening so. to this, <laughs> it's weird we're talking about, we're talking about you. Jasmine, if you're listening to this, let us know if if you would duplicate uh, Amber's hairstyle in in. Um, there in you go. Yeah, let us. Hey, know. folks, let us know what you thought about Invincible. Now that we've get the end of the review, uh, comment or uh, comment on our Instagram page, Facebook, all on first ones die. All of our social media is the first one to die. If you want to know, but uh, comment, let us know what you thought about invincible. Did you love it? Did you hate it? What things did you like? Not like who's your favorite character, all that good stuff. And comment, of course, on the YouTube video too, if you're watching this on YouTube as well. 
Yes, absolutely. And you can follow us at The First Ones to Die everywhere. We're on YouTube, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. We're everywhere your heart can imagine. And uh, where can we find you two lovely people at Alex? Uh, you can find me at Alex and Nobody on Instagram. I also run the TikTok account. Uh, first ones to die of course where I put little bits of our show up let you see what we're doing and I also have my own TikTok Alex and Cheddar where I just do random shit with my cat because that's my life it right now it is very funny I can say they're, they're pretty entertaining. entertaining thank you I've been enjoying them. Thank you. He's a very good actor. Uh, he takes direction very well. What about you, Jerome? Nice. Where can we find you? You can find me at not Jerome Rett on Instagram uh, and also at Robozoo Media to see any other uh, creative projects I've been working on and stuff I've been cooking up. Um, also, uh, for those who are just watching this on YouTube, there is an audio version as well to all of the stuff we do here at First Ones to Die as far as our uh, podcast. So, you know, if you want to check that out, it's not majorly different, but you know, there's a few things you might like or dislike. Uh, there's definitely uh, some pluses <laughs> to listening to the audio version. So you can find that Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, all the places where you can find podcasts. At least the popular ones. I don't know, but like the niche ones, we didn't really bother with those. <laughs> and what about you, Jonathan? Yes, there's a plane flying over me right now, but hopefully you can't hear that. Um, you can find me at Jonathan Keys, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. I think that's going to be my new catchphrase. Whatever makes you, you happy. There we go. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Happiness is key. Um, and next week, uh, we are going to be talking about our favorite movie, Mothers, in celebration of Mother's Day. Which is on. I mean, Debbie's not a movie mother, but um, she 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 does make the list. If we don't mention her in that episode, I was saying it now. Debbie makes the list for best mom. I'd say she was a good. She mom. was a really good mom. She's a great mom. She does. Yeah, we'll bring her back up. <laughs> yes. Well, until then, we'll see you next time. Take care, and we are the first ones Later. to die. Bye. Peace.